0: The Blevins Franks Report with Rob K of Blevins Franks
1: Wealth Management.
0: Well, it's that time here on Riviera Radio where we say hello to Rob Kay. How are you doing, Rob?
1: I'm very well, thank you, Howard. Yourself?
0: I'm very well. It's always nice to yeah. catch up, isn't it on a Sunday?
1: Absolutely.
0: Well, inflation has obviously become extremely important for all of us. But I understand its prominence as today's subject matter was prompted by your recent seminars maybe i could ask you to expand on the background a little more in a few minutes
1: but during our break for easter what caught your eye in the news over the past two weeks well the news over the past two weeks uh, howard it, it seems to be strongly featuring presidents and politicians over in the u.s donald trump appeared before a judge in manhattan to plead not guilty to 34 charges of falsifying business records They relate apparently to payments made before he was elected into office in 2016 to a lady who was described as a pornographic actress in exchange for her silence. Mr. Trump is the first former U.S. president to be charged with a crime. Over Easter, the French president Emmanuel Macron and the president of the European Commission Ursula von der Leyen both coincidentally visited the Chinese leader Xi Jinping in Beijing Mrs. von der Leyen was a a little bit more hawkish than President Macron, who was accompanied by a large business delegation and was clearly on the lookout to do some deals. This week we also saw current US President Joe Biden following the footsteps of John F. Kennedy, the only other Catholic Irish-American president, when he addressed both houses of the Irish Parliament. JFK was the first incumbent US president to visit Ireland back in June 1963, and he famously said, no people ever believed more deeply in the cause of Irish freedom than the people of the United States. Sixty years on, Biden spoke of US-Irish cooperation and the need to advance democracy, peace, security and the prosperity because of the deep shared history between the US and Ireland, which is also close to his own heart, having relatives on both sides of the Irish border. Now, over Easter, the former UK Chancellor of the Exchequer, Nigel Lawson, died aged 91. He was Margaret Thatcher's Chancellor for six years, and one of his claims to fame was eliminating a tax in each of his six budgets. He was, in fact, more of a reformer because his changes simplified the tax system rather than reducing the tax that was paid. Unfortunately, subsequent Chancellors have managed to successfully re complicate the UK tax system he simplified. Now the French Parliament has this week adopted a bill proposed by MP Sandrine Rousseau which would change the criteria the government uses to recognise a state of natural disaster. Homeowners whose property had been damaged by drought could soon unlock natural disaster insurance claims after French MPs voted 115 to just 9 in favour of the change which is now has to be examined by and passed by the French Senate. As the French tax season kicks off, It was reported this week that thousands of people have contacted the French tax authorities with questions about how to fill in the new property tax declaration, which we discussed a few weeks ago. Now, this declaration has got to be made by all French property owners. Um, And one of the reasons why there's been so many questions is the pre-populated information on the forms is apparently out of date. The backlog is huge and the authorities have warned they may not be able to respond to everyone by the June 30th deadline. And finally, Howard, I was really intrigued to read this week that a mysterious collector of 230 classic cars worth millions, in fact tens of millions, will go under the auctioneer's hammer next month after being discovered in a number of barns in a disused church. The treasure trove of cars was built up over a period of somewhere around 40 years by a reclusive Dutch businessman who kept his hoard a closely guarded street secret until he was admitted recently to a nursing home. His executors then came across the barn find, which was described as unprecedented. Now, unfortunately, the gentleman is too ill to answer any questions, so his hoard would seem to always remain a mystery, which I suppose is a romantic element to that story. We all like a mystery, don't we? Absolutely. So, uh, what
0: was your discussing inflation today prompted by your recent seminars?
1: Well, how would we? We asked all the attendees at our recent seminars to complete a feedback form, which asked what element of the content the attendee found helpful. Did we miss anything? Was there anything we could have done better? And what would they like um, us to discuss in future broadcasts? And then finally, would they like us to meet with them to discuss their personal situations? Because obviously, we're talking in very general terms. This year, from a content perspective, we seem to have ticked most people's expectation boxes. Um, And the last two issues our attendees said that were were of most interest were reducing taxes but also the impact of inflation. Over the years I've come to realise the biggest conundrum we face when we sit down to plan our seminars is identifying then addressing the questions our audiences don't know they actually should ask. This is obviously an issue we all face every day of our lives because it's impossible to know everything which would be helpful and I suppose sometimes being blindingly obvious can sometimes be less stressful. For me, one of the conundrums our recent seminars raised was the amount of people who have expressed a strong interest in reducing their taxes, and also reducing the impact of inflation, and the impact that that is having on their finances, but then in the next breath they said they would like a face-to-face meeting, but at a later date or sometime in the future. Taxation across the western world is now at its highest level for 50 years. So personally, I don't think this is something we should kick into the long grass. We have not seen inflation eating into our financial pockets at the rate it currently is since probably the 70s or 80s. And if we kick that can down the street, we will never be able to get that loss of buying power back. It will be lost forever. For the people who attended our seminars and responded as I have just described, we clearly failed to get the important message across. The combined impact of higher taxes and heightened inflation are all very personal issues you will only improve that situation if you have your own individual financial planning strategy to have your own strategy you need to seek answers to the questions you probably don't even know how to ask
0: what is france's inflation rate and how does it compare to its european
1: neighbors well it's, historically france tends to have lower inflation than most of its eu neighbors But as we all know in in France, the inflation rate tends to be, shall we say, a little open to a manipulation. That said, that manipulation cannot be overlooked, ignored or dismissed. Anyone who drives a normally aspirated vehicle benefited massively by the government's um, fuel subsidies subsidies over the past 12-18 months. As those fuel subsidies have reduced, French inflation has increased. While the inflation rate around Europe has started to reduce, many of those neighboring countries were not as generous with their subsidies as France. In February, annual inflation in France was running at around 6.3%, which is actually quite high if you compare it to the average inflation rate over the past 60 years, which is actually just around 4%. However, if we look back just 18 months, annual inflation was then hovering at around zero. Across the European Union, in February, Inflation was running at 8.5%, but hopefully when the March figures are published, that rate will have reduced to around 7%.
0: What about further afield? How does inflation in France compare to the UK and the US?
1: Well, central banks around the world have, have, have all taken major steps to force inflation back down. Across the pond, the Fed has been really quite aggressive and and more aggressive maybe than most commentators had expected. But the result is this week, it was announced US inflation is down to 5%, which is three and a half percent lower than 12 months ago, but still considerably higher than the rolling average, which is around 3%. The UK's official consumer price index figure is based on a basket of goods containing what I consider to be a representative selection of items for people across all ages and incomes. In my experience, it rarely reflects our own personal inflation rate. However, in February, the official inflation ticked up to 10.4% from 10.1% in January. During his budget speech last month, Jeremy Hunt, the UK Chancellor of the Exchequer, forecast UK inflation would be back below 3% by the end of the year. Right now, a rate below 5% seems like a very ambitious target. What's causing
0: these high inflation rates?
1: Well, we're experiencing what statisticians call the base effect. It relates to inflation in the corresponding period of time. If inflation rate was too low in the corresponding period of the previous year, even a small rise in the price index will arithmetically give a much higher inflation rate now. The world's economies have reopened after the pandemic. I think most restrictions have now finally been lifted, so people are once again travelling, going to restaurants and generally buying more so spending compared to the lockdown period is massively up. When people are spending, it's much easier for businesses to raise prices without fear of losing customers, but not everything has moved at the same pace. Lots of companies have found it difficult to keep up with increased demands as they try to rebuild their supply chains, which were badly hit during the pandemic. A few months ago, we learned the reopening of the Café de Paris here in Monaco would be delayed, the major reason for that. Um, increased delay is in sourcing and delivering the materials needed to bring the refurb to completion. The delivery of lots of basic commodities has also heavily been impacted by Russia's invasion of the Ukraine and that ongoing conflict. Over the past 12-18 months, the world has experienced demand, supply and delivery challenges. This has been exacerbated by a shortage of shipping containers. Economically transporting goods became even more difficult which increased costs and added even further layers of complexity. Unfortunately, from an economic perspective, there has been what we would probably describe as a perfect storm. The pandemic changed the way we live and the way that we work. We bought more electrical goods than the companies selling those products had expected. Parts such as semiconductors were suddenly in short supply, so companies struggled to keep up. That's what economies call the law of supply and demand. Higher energy prices all around the world have pushed up inflation and it's actually estimated that 50% of the recent increase in inflation can be attributed to higher energy prices. Less wind in the UK meant windmills stood still and droughts in Brazil led to less power from dams. As we've seen, over the past 12-18 months, inflation rates are heavily influenced by our exposure to the price of oil, gas and electricity. Do you think inflation will come down any time soon? <laughs> Good question, Howard. With, I suppose with all the measures, as I said earlier, governments and central banks have deployed, inflation rates have are probably peaked. And yes, I do expect them to reduce over the course of 2023. Supply is gradually catching up with demand, market anticipation of energy prices has got to subside, and the base effect... I also mentioned a little earlier, will drop out the price comparisons used to measure the inflation rate. The pandemic was unprecedented in modern times, so the recovery could also be slightly different. It might take longer to repair the massive disruption to supply chains. Energy prices could potentially stay higher for longer because there is now a greater focus on the need to transition to green energy. As we are seeing every day, more and more employees and unions are asking for pay rises to compensate for the higher living costs. This is to be expected, but if wages continue to increase, businesses will have to recoup their higher costs by increasing prices, which could easily be the slippery slope, because prices could then be pushed even higher and the cycle multiplies. If people and businesses start to expect higher inflation to continue, actual inflation could rise. Economists call this the second-round effect. The European Central Bank are confident that inflation will decline during 2023 because monetary policy has a delayed impact. It can't prevent short-lived price spikes. Higher borrowing costs at a time when higher energy and fuel bills are already squeezing income and company profits creates added challenges for a recovery. ECB's mission is to keep prices stable which means they are aiming at an inflation target of around 2% in the medium to longer term. Stable prices benefit people across the Eurozone by ensuring the economy grows, jobs are safe and you feel confident the money in your pocket will be worth roughly the same tomorrow as it is today.
0: We've all seen inflation affect our daily lives, but what about the longer term? What damage is it inflicting on our savings and income?
1: In a a recent broadcast, I I mentioned the fact that the number of 85-year-olds is projected to double over the next 20 years, which is good for for those of us in our 50s and 60s, but what impact will that and inflation have on our finances? If we simply invested 1 million euros today, in 30 years' time, after taking withdrawals from that investment, you still have 1 million. It's quite sobering to understand if inflation has compounded at just 3% over that whole 30-year period, your 1 million euros will have actually lost you 60% of its buying power. Unfortunately, the simple fact is, over time, purchasing power is the only rational definition of money. If I turn that around, if you retire today and your budgeted living costs are, let's say, 100,000 euros, and inflation runs at 3% per annum, in 10 years' time, you will need 140,000 euros to buy what 100,000 euros buys you today, And in 20 years, you'll need 190,000, and actually in 30 years, you'll need 250,000 to buy what 100,000 buys you today. Over the years, I've occasionally been accused of skirmongering. What I've just described is not skirmongering, it's reality, and it's the impact of inflation. If you've not sat down with your financial advisor and contemplated what may prove to be a three-decade, two-person retirement, with these inflation numbers, this should be a wake-up call. As I said, at the end of the day, purchasing power is the only real value of money.
0: Do you believe inflation is a threat to our long-term financial security?
1: Well, if we judge that question by the response we had during our recent seminars, the answer must be a wholehearted yes. The surge in inflation and the way it's sticking around at the levels it is is definitely a threat, and more and more people are starting to see it. Whether it's your weekly grocery bill filling your car up with fuel, or the energy Bill dropping on your doormat, none of us are immune from the tentacles of inflation. We've had 10 years of not really having to concern ourselves with inflation, but it's always been there, in the shadows, eating away at the buying power of the euro in your pocket. We shouldn't forget, even if inflation does return to 3 or maybe even 2% by the end of the year, over the previous three-year period, it could have easily averaged 6%, which is double the average I used in my earlier example, which means the buying power of your money has depreciated twice as quickly as it has done in the last 10 years.
0: So how can we protect our savings and investments from inflation?
1: Uh, I suppose the message I would like everyone to take from today's program is that we should always include and consider inflation when we do a review of our finances. To generate returns in advance of inflation, we need to invest in assets that historically generate returns in excess of inflation. Levins Franks believes that working with a wealth manager and following a disciplined investment process, you will reduce your capital risk. You need to establish your goals and your time horizons. You need to determine your attitude to risk, then construct a well-diversified portfolio and use quality investment managers. That portfolio needs to be reviewed at least annually. And you need to be patient. Stick with your plan. It's time in the market, not time in the market is more likely to achieve longer-term goals. If you already have an investment, but you don't have a carefully designed strategy tailored to your particular situation and your appetite for risk, or you've not reviewed them correctly, Lovings Facts will be very happy to look at your financial affairs to confirm they are suitably structured to provide protection from future inflation and taxation threats. We all need a tax-informed investment strategy with the potential to provide capital growth, which is more than inflation. This can be achieved with a strategic financial planning strategy which is based on your objectives, your circumstances and your risk profile. So, if you'd like to discuss your financial arrangements with a Blevins Franks partner and you live in France, you should give our Valbon office a call and the telephone number there is 0493 001780. That's 0493 001780. And if you live in Monaco or, or visiting our Monaco office is more convenient for you, give our Monaco office a call. And the number here is 97775574. That's 97775574. And as we say every week, Howard, alternatively, you can make contact with us via our website, which is very simply www.blevinsfranks.com.
0: Many thanks, Rob. Always interesting. I look forward to next Sunday.
1: Thank you, Howard. Have a great week.
0: The Blevins Franks report. If you would like more information on any of the topics discussed in this program, contact your local Blevins Franks office on 0493001780 or Riviera at BlevinsFranks.com.
1: With so many options for your UK pension funds, which is best for you? Take regulated advice to understand how all the options affect you the tax implications in France, what opportunities there are, and what may change in future. With our pension, tax, and investment expertise, Blevins Franks provides integrated advice based on your situation and aims. Contact Blevins Franks on 0493 001780 or visit blevinsfranks.com.